0: Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. You're with Tracy Newman. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend Dan Bentley. And today uh, we're really happy to be joined by Jane Hodgkinson. So welcome, Jane. Thank you, Tracy. It's a pleasure to be here. Nice. Uh, we'd like to start off just by acknowledging the Ghana. So I record here in Adelaide and I would like to acknowledge the Ghana as custodians of the Adelaide region and pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. And I'm still up in Sydney, so I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which I'm located on, which are the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. And I'd like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.
1: I'm on Wakawata country and I would really like to acknowledge the people of Wakawata country and the way that they have looked after our land that we work and live on.
0: Great. Thank you. So, Jane, I'm really happy that you've joined us today. I think that what you're going to be coming in and talking to us today about is really interesting. So I think a, a good place to start is, if you're okay, just tell
1: us a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do. Oh, thank you, Tracy. I'm a treasurer and volunteer at the local radio station in Yarraman, And Yarraman is a small country town in southeast Queensland. It's a rural town there are not many residents in our town and it's a bit of a village really and we go out of our town to access quite a lot of our services and it's a, also a conservative town, but it's a, a sweet little community.
0: How many people are we talking, Jane?
1: Our radio coverage is uh, about a thousand homes. so the communities that we cover from in our radio Coverage. Our licence area is from Yarriman to Blackbutt and to Kuya and part of, of South Nanango. I just love all of those names, but essentially they're all in Queensland
0: for our, our listeners who are outside of Australia. That's a, a beautiful state here in Australia, which is well-known for being warm and, you know, well-known for being warm, having glorious beaches, but you're actually inland from that as well. So, I guess your region is mainly known for farming and
1: specifically for livestock, is that right? That's correct, Tracy. We're on the, the intersection of two major highways, actually, the highway going north as well as the highway coming from the west to across to the coast. So, yes, it's a farming community. It's also been traditionally a timber milling community where we, are, we have logging forests around us and pretty resilient community country people. Yeah, which is, I guess, what
0: you're here to talk to us about today because I think a lot of people who are familiar with country radio stations sort of have in mind how they work, which is a lot of how Wild Horse Radio used to work. So do you want to tell us a little bit about, I guess, what you've done to change the radio and as always it's nice to start at the beginning so what happened that led you to consider how you might do community radio a little bit differently for Wild Horse?
1: Yes well Wild Horse has been around next year it'll be 20 years we we're celebrating that we've been in community and I've been associated with for the last five years or so and we had a bit of an aging volunteer base it's always been run entirely by volunteers and those volunteers were beginning to, although as dedicated as they were, they were beginning to get some health challenges and, and things were changing. And they were also had quite a beautiful connection with their listeners. However, being able to access the actual studio was becoming difficult. And then, of course, we had COVID, which, which created for health challenged people an extra challenge. And our management committee were trying to work on succession planning, not only for our volunteer base, but also for the management committee, because it's always good to get fresh ideas and new people and new volunteers. But we had come to a bit of a a standstill and we're doing the same thing each year. And our sponsorships were beginning to to change as well and to decline. So there's a few expenses associated with community radio that you don't have in traditional not-for-profit organisations because we've got a lot of equipment, a lot of sensitive equipment, and it needs to be set in air conditioning and we had all these expenses that we were needing to, to cover the cost of. So it became evident to us that we needed to reset and plan and think about the future rather than just going on the way that we'd always gone with our delightful and lovely and committed small group of volunteers. We were fortunate enough to get access to a mentor, a business mentor through a government training organisation and that was fabulous and they helped us to acquire someone to do a survey for us and they did that pro bono and we were able to step aside, the management committee were able to step aside and let someone else do the surveying of the community, which I think was really helpful because that meant that we got some more honest answers (laughs) rather than being told what they thought we may like to hear. So if the management committee or the volunteers who were so dearly loved Um, were to stand outside the local supermarket and ask questions about the radio station we would have heard oh you know it's great (laughs) so it was really nice to get some honest feedback by using an independent surveyor and we did get we did get some honest feedback (laughs) which was really (laughs) good
0: i think that's something that uh, a lot of really tight-knit communities would be challenged by because people understand your intent and know that you mean well. So they'll often be really gracious about the things that don't work because they're kind of like, well, you're all volunteers and, and I know you and I know you've got a heart of gold and you're, you know, Jeff on the radio is absolutely solid. Like I hate listening to him, but I know he's a really great guy. So I'm absolutely not going to say anything other than, yes, yeah, it's, it's all good and keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic. So great that you were able to get that sort of, impartiality there by just having that additional step from these sort of well-loved volunteers yeah
1: that, and that's so true Tracy. And, and that was great because we what we determined from this survey was that we actually had listeners in the community who who said we like a companion in their kitchen and you know they might be working out in the shed and you know there's someone alongside my husband out in the shed or when I'm out in the garden or you know lucky It's also a community where we have quite a lot of people who live alone. I think it's just an ageing thing where their long-term partners may have passed away or gone into care and so they have found themselves in a different living situation than what they had for most of their lives. So the radio could be this companion to them and we hadn't really appreciated that, I guess, up until this point. But we did discover that they still love to hear music and they really want to hear is rock and roll from their era. And the next after that is of course Country and Western, which <laughs> which we respect. <laughs> and anything that's too, you know, modern just may not cut it with them. So because it's not familiar. It's that music from our our history, our growing up, those moments when we were young that we identify with, and those moments when we are falling in love in those early uh, late, or late teenage, early 20s, tends to be the music that we really connect with. So it was great to get some of that feedback. It was from there that we began to think, okay, let's try and position our radio station so that we can be more of a companion, so that we can be a friend that is also sharing local news. And then we went ahead as a management committee and did some planning like we clarified our visions and our values and the things that we wanted to get that we felt were what our radio station stood for. And so combined with our survey results and our own vision and values, we were able to think, well, well, how will we position ourselves so that we can be a source of local information? So one of the things that's happened is the demise of the local newspaper and even the local rag say that had really specific information about our small local towns it's sort of like you have to be a local to know the stuff (laughs) and people haven't been able to access that information just by social media because it's really not there you really actually have to know someone who knows someone who knows someone and that's how we wanted to bring our um, radio station to be that person that connection where you can get some local news as well I mean, it's always fabulous to know what's going on outside of your world, but also some voices from home. And that familiarity is such a good thing for everyone.
0: Going back, you know, when you think about people who are living on their own and perhaps not connecting in with the community the way that they may be used to if they're they're not sort of out and about and then, yeah, couple that with not getting a newspaper. I think all of those things could lead to some real issues around the community not feeling connected and people feeling isolated from an area that they've perhaps lived in all their lives and it must be really difficult to go from feeling like part of a really strong, tight knit community, and then and then having that missing, so I can see why that came through in that survey and was was one of the things that that you were looking to build on.
1: Yeah, and that loneliness and isolation that can lead to a downgrading of your mental health, and that combined with the COVID situation, where where there's a fair bit of fear about going outside, we just thought, oh, there's there's actually an opportunity for us. to help our local community and help them with connection. And then, of course, connection leads to a little more resilience and hopefully an increase in people's mental health feelings as well. Yeah, so you've got a big
0: agricultural community and there are definitely some concerns around mental health, particularly for men, I believe, you know, the suicide rates and things like that are, are quite significant in our regional areas. So, But I think there's that challenge of actually getting the right support to people who are remote. So I guess
1: that that's perhaps one of the gaps that you saw was available. Totally. So we then um, spoke to some, some health professionals in the field. We spoke to a mental health service by Narrow Counselling and Wellness. They're local to us. They're in one of the next towns. And they came on as a strategic partner of ours. And in fact, we had previously done some interviews with them around mental health just prior to to COVID, actually, during the drought of 2019. And we also had connections to an empathy coach and we started to ask them questions like, what do you think empathy looks like on the radio? And what do you think mental health and wellness looks like on the radio? So we started to get this input from some professional people and that started to get our imaginations going as well. And at this point, we realised that we needed help. (laughs) So as volunteers and a small volunteer group during the management committee, we realised we were going to need to employ someone and we needed to manage this process. So we applied for grants with the help of our mentor and we've been very successful in getting some grants to help us pay for our wellness coordinator and station manager and also for some outdoor broadcasting equipment and for some equipment that will help us to be able to sit down and have conversations with people, you know, gazebos and tables for markets and and this type of thing so that we can be actively out in our community instead of staying in the studio and that just making a sort of chatty thing around radio and gathering content at the same time which can then be part of our radio programming. What we didn't want to do was lose the music because the music is really, really, really important. So we figured that it had to be short. It has to be snaps of things, not, you know, long interviews about how, you know, if you look after your sleep hygiene and you drink lots of water and, you know, we just figured that wasn't going to cut it with our community. So it was more likely going to be things like shout-outs from the local kids at school or somebody saying, acknowledging something that happened to them today. Oh, I just really want to appreciate that someone helped me with my groceries at the IGA supermarket today. Like just little snippets like that that would come across the radio as well as perhaps some of the health type stuff, maybe a chime a few times a day to remind people to have a drink of water on a hot day or bringing some fun into it as well and some joy and some mindfulness but not making it a big part of the radio but just embedding it in there very subtly and not in face at all because we gauge from our community surveys that that's not actually what they're after but they are after this positive companion so it was about trying to get that mix right want to improve your co-design skills and confidence join tracy newman the co-host of this
0: podcast and head of impact at impactor consulting for the co-design for impact training program In this training, you'll explore co-design from start to finish, learning how to understand diverse stakeholder needs and create innovative solutions. You'll also get access to the co-design workbook with essential worksheets and connect with like-minded individuals from the social sector. Act fast because this popular course fills up quickly. Secure your spot now by clicking the link in this episode's show notes or visiting impactoconsulting.com.au forward slash co-design for impact. Remember, co-design for impact is one word with no hyphens. Don't miss this chance to enhance your co-design skills. Yeah, that's what I'm really interested in. I, you know, when you were, were talking about that companionship and that friend and taking it so that your friend is now giving you some helpful advice. <laughs> we all know with friends that give you helpful advice, there can come a point in time where their helpful advice is less helpful than they would like to think that it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, correct. You can always be like, a bit much, their friend? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, so there were things like, so we have quite a few great not-for-profit organisations of bowling clubs and we've got kindergartens and we've got tennis and we've got soccer. and So we've got these little things that we could find out what's happening there and report back on those. So that's sort of keeping you engaged even if you're not able to attend the tennis or not able to go to the bowling. We also are working on having a bit of a walk around town Perhaps if we were to pay at a certain time of day some upbeat music, this is on our wish list, some upbeat music, a volunteer could begin a walk around some of the paths of town. If you want to, you can walk out your front gate and join them until you want to go back into your gate. Or if you can't, maybe you just say hi from the veranda or give them a wave or and so that we just begin this connection based around a little bit of being physical but in a good way, not sort of a speed walk around or a power walk around the community, but just something that's a bit sort of do you join us or you don't join us or you can join us virtually or you can give us a wave, that type of thing. So just, yeah, subtle but effective. Well, we're hoping for, like I said, that's on our wish list, that one. The other thing that you said that I'm really interested in
0: is that, you know, sitting there and asking some questions like, well, what does empathy look like on the radio? Uh, I think that's just a beautiful question. Did you get some insights around what empathy might
1: look like on the radio? We did. It's a bit like that shout out or just a sentence from someone in the community that's able to say, I'm really grateful for this, or this is a beautiful thing about my day, or I just want to say hello to Nan. Who I know is listening in Yarriman and I am in Arizona, or something, so that we just they're just dropped into our programming, and people will know each other, or and they'll know oh, I heard that you got a shout out from your granddaughter from overseas, or these types of things. We'll start to build that sense of connection and caring in our community. That's always been there because it's it's really sweet community, but it's just. I don't know, firing it up a bit more.
0: Yeah, and using the radio as a, a platform to do that, really.
1: That's right, yeah. yeah. I
0: think a lot of those functions have inadvertently been played by community radio. What I see here is that you've been really intentional about incorporating those things and, and rather than just assuming that that's what's going to connect your community, just understanding well, what is it that our community needs, but also let's not stop doing the things that they really like. And I think that's where it's really powerful that you've gathered those insights so that you're not just, oh, look, this would be great. This will be fun. Everyone will love it. You're actually understanding, well, what do they like so that you don't stop doing it, but also With the new things that we want to incorporate, how can we incorporate that in a way that's going to hit the mark and meet people's needs but not overwhelm them with what you want? You're actually looking at it from their perspective and and their view.
1: Yes, yeah, and that's been the beauty of being able to, to do the survey and then also just have conversations. And we're starting to get out a bit more into the market place we have a market three times a month in our town and so we're popping into the markets or we're just connecting with people or going to the local emergency services day and setting up a stall and having conversations with people rather than sort of being up in the studio and just just connecting really other things that you know from a health perspective that we thought about was having a little bit of music during the day if you're sitting at your desk or you know you're sitting in uh, on the couch, or we may, you may know, if we just make the music a little bit more upbeat oh here's here's a bit of boogie music remember this and then just something that you know get on up and have a bit of a, a shake around the kitchen and then you know get back to work or you know, those types of things too just those little bits of mindfulness and movement cues as well yeah so letting loved ones know that you're thinking of them that's always a, a beautiful one to to help out too.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things that you mentioned to me which I found really interesting is that now with community radio stations, technology is your friend because you can actually download
1: an app and listen to the station anywhere in the world. That's correct. This this Community Broadcasting Association of Australia has a radio app which is just brilliant for that. It's got the community radios from all around Australia there that you can connect to and as long as you've got internet or a phone connection You can listen to your favourite radio station and there's some independent and fun stuff on there. It's amazing what people are doing. Someone recently from another community radio station has been nominated for a Walkley Award. Community radio is a very exciting space to be in and it's got a little bit for everybody. That's really interesting because it's not something that I've really uh, thought a lot about,
0: (laughs) to be honest, and it's not something that I've really thought about using in this way to unite a community. And I I think that's really creative. And I, I love hearing stories like that and how, you know, communities are being really innovative in the way that they do make these changes for the
1: good of the entire community. They really are able to get into the grassroots of community and talk to them. Whereas our local journos who live in the neighboring towns, so I'll pop over and they'll take some photos. I hope some conversations, which is very much appreciated. And we do love that. But to actually be embedded in the community and be telling those stories is just that little bit more intimate, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you did say that you you had a few plans
0: and you've got a you've now appointed your wellness coordinator and station manager
1: so what's next? What have you got coming up next? Well we'll begin to start to do these things on our station we've only just been talking about them really up until now, so we will start to do the things that are easy to do. The mindfulness shout outs will be um, getting our outdoor broadcasting equipment. will be arriving any day now. We'll get some training around that and our local festivals and, and markets and swimming club days and whatever we can get to, whatever volunteer capacity we can manage and we'll get to these local things that are happening and start getting some stories and just starting to reacquaint our friendship, I guess, with the people of our local towns. And I'm sure we'll begin to get more feedback. We've already begun to get some interested people to become on as volunteers. And so there'll be a training for the volunteers as well. And we have our own training program to use the equipment, but we're also fortunate enough to be linked in with the Community Media Training Organisation, that's CMTO, and they also do lots of free training with, with us. They'll bring a specialist and get a group of us together and do some training, or we can also do some online stuff. So there's something in there for everyone. That's really interesting that you say that now that you've been able to attract
0: new volunteers because that was one of the things that started this journey was that you could sort of see that, that your volunteer numbers were declining. What do you put that down to?
1: I think we've become more visible and having a vision and having set a path of how we're going to achieve that has given us a bit more energy and I think it's just oozing out of us when, when, when we're, you know, out in community. So it's a, it's a really exciting time for our local towns and our, our radio station in particular. Can't wait to, to get it all happening.
0: That doesn't surprise me at all because uh, you and I connected over some, some, you know, one of your other roles and it was just that you were actually talking about the radio station and some of the things that you were doing. I noticed the same thing. I felt really energized and I thought it was really exciting what was happening. So I'm not surprised that the community are getting really energized and that is attracting new volunteers. I think that really strong mission has people galvanised and excited and they want to be part of it because they they really want that end goal and they're happy to contribute because they can see that path forward. So that's really exciting
1: to hear. Yeah, and it's because our community has always been concerned about each other. This has just given them a vehicle to be able to step in and say, oh yeah, that is exciting. I would like to help out with that. And we're being, uh, collaborating with our local land care group, to run a bit of a wellness day and collaborating uh, with our local, it's called Yarraman Cares, but they generally look after the aged and some of those with disabilities in our community. So being able to link in with, with all these other local community groups and it's just very rewarding actually. Yeah, Perfect. So if you
0: were, because a lot of our listeners are probably in that same boat where they're, you know, looking at a community that, organization that they're part of and wanting to kind of take it forward, but really feeling stuck with where they are and, you know, maybe diminishing volunteers, all of the things that you described, what would be your sort of advice on like, what to do next? Where do you start? How do you break free of that?
1: I think you get down to grassroots and you start to talk to people you get around some kitchen tables you you get around some picnic tables in the park you get around your local coffee shop and just start chatting just have some conversations and asking people how they're going and what what's working and what they think because when we work together and bring in all these other ideas you can get innovative and that has an energy of its own as well so i recommend talking to each other (laughs) (laughs) it sounds
0: almost too simple it's like surely it's got to be harder than that but really that that's often where we see the magic happening in just sitting down and and having a chat
1: yeah talking sharing reaching out you know encouraging and bringing in other voices as well thinking about the people in our community and who who we are talking to and are they represented? And, and I mean, sometimes you might have to be a bit strategic, I guess. It's not always going to come to you. You might need to sort of reach out a bit more and go, okay, who, who haven't we spoken to? But I think if you think about it enough, you'll, you'll work it out. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'll grab that link from you and add it into the show notes so that people can actually uh, begin to listen to a Wild Horse Radio through the app if they would like as well. So thank you so much for sharing your insights and your story and I can't wait to see all of this coming to life and what the next stage looks like for both your community and the Wild Horse Radio station.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Tracy, and thank you, Dan, too. It's been a pleasure to to catch up with you today.
0: Yeah, likewise, Jane. I've got a it's a Friday afternoon here that we're recording this on, and I've got a little bit of administration work to do. So I think I'm going to download that app and uh, have a little bit of a listen into some Wild Horse Radio whilst I'm doing it. So looking forward to a bit rock and roll and country combination. <laughs> Yep. You might not think that is actually a little bit of my vibe. So, you know, actually I'm looking forward to that. So Yeah.
1: yeah. And there's something like music to make your world go a little bit faster and a bit happier with a little bit more joy anyway, is it? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way visit
0: impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.